Eagles Entertainment. On Thursday, October 28th, Eagles players spoke to the media. First up, safety, Rodney McLeod. So you had a, a message for the team, you know, are you committed? And if so, show up Wednesdays. How'd they show up? Yeah, I thought we uh, got off to a good start uh, yesterday uh, from start to finish, all three phases. Um, and, you know, what you saw most is uh, great energy and uh, level of competitive competitiveness that we're going to need uh, come Sunday. And so, uh, obviously, we have to keep stacking these days. We got another opportunity today to do that, and uh, we just got to keep building. So uh, it's going to take that that same focus that we had yesterday, same level of intensity, uh, and the way we competed in order to go in in Detroit and get a win. We talked a lot last year about the, the social justice council that you guys had. Is that still going on? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's still current. Um, we actually had a meeting a couple of weeks with the team, just introducing, letting them know uh, kind of what we have planned and how guys can get involved. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're gonna um, have a campaign coming out soon uh, that is very prevalent to uh, some of the issues that's going on here in uh, Philly, uh, within a lot of communities, but specifically with our youth. So uh, super excited about that. And uh, yeah, it's been good. Any new uh, sort of members who have, who have become vocal in that group? Uh, Anthony Harris joined. Eric Wilson joined this year. So I was glad to have those guys. Uh, Zach was a part of it. Unfortunately, you know, he uh, is now with a new team. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're slowly growing, and uh, we uh, have gotten a few interests from some other guys after that meeting. Rob, what's your level of confidence right now in terms of this team's ability to turn around? Uh, very confident, man. Uh, and, and that's just because of the, the type of guys that we have, uh, no matter what. Uh, we've stayed together through it all. And like I said, man, yesterday showed me a lot. Uh, you know, we were pretty down after the game. Uh, you know, we, a lot of us had conversations on the flight, but uh, we showed up here uh, yesterday ready to work. And you can see that uh, from walkthroughs today, and I know it's going to carry over to practice. So uh, it's just now we got to just go out there and, and put, it, uh, put it all on the line on Sunday. Uh, knowing that Detroit's a good team, even though they haven't won any games, um, you know, they're facing adversity too. Uh, they're a good good team, so uh, we're gonna have to fight to the end. We're gonna have to battle, but I but I like uh, like the guys that we have. Rod, we uh, we we talked to Jason Kelsey yesterday about guys being you know all in during that adversity, and he said in his opinion, if they weren't, it's a reflection of leadership more than a coaching staff. Do you have that same thought as a leader on the other side? I truly uh, do. Uh, I think as as leaders, uh, the way that we approach these situations. Uh, the way that we talk, uh, our energy level uh, reflects, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and carries over into the team. And so uh, we have great leaders on this team outside of myself who uh, just get to it, man. Just say, hey, like, this is a time where the only way we fix this problem is if we go back to work, we self-evaluate, we grind, um, and, and we go out and get a win on Sunday. That's the only way. Uh, complaining, making excuses is not going to get it done. So uh, that's been our mindset all week. Uh, leaders on this team and guys have rallied behind and and uh, showed up ready to work. Sunday, DeAndre Swift on tape. What, what kind of player is he? What kind of player can he can he be? Yeah, he. I mean, he gets the ball a lot of different ways. Uh, you know, they like to get him on the perimeter, uh, perimeter runs. Uh, and then also uh, spread them out in, in, in space, um, give them check downs, screens, um, 
every way they can find find ways to get him well, they do. And uh, he does a good job. He's very uh, talented. Uh, and so, you know, we have to, one, rally to the ball. Uh, we got to tackle well in space versus him. And so he he's a he's a guy that's grabbed our attention on film. Sunday about bringing the guys together and asking if they're committed. I just wondered, at yesterday's team meeting, did you kind of double down on that message? Did you speak at that team meeting, or did anybody else say anything? No, uh, I don't think there was uh, any need for me to speak. Uh, you know, we, we went throughout our, our regular day as, as scheduled, and uh, God showed up, uh, ready to work, and, and it was a good practice yesterday. How tough, how tough is it in the sense of you're a veteran yesterday, um, or on Sunday, you talked about Hey, look, we're running out of time. It's um, two and five start. You're a veteran, but you also have a really young team, a young coach that is trying to build something here. How tough is that balance? Yeah, it's hard, uh, and I and I don't the 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 way I framed it is, you know, yeah, we're running out of time, but the fact that it's, it's still no need to panic, right? We just need to fix a lot of these issues that have been carrying over the the little things that we that we talk about that matter in the game that determine us winning and losing uh, football games. And so if we want to reach, you know, our, our goals, um, we have to, you know, turn this thing around. And it's a great opportunity on Sunday to do that. Rodney, you've played for a number of first-time coaches and stuff during your career and everything. Is there something about the way Nick kind of, like, connects with the team that, that might be different from, from the other guys you played for? Or, like, what kind of sets him apart, I guess, is a better way to phrase that? I, I think... You know, for Nick, he's he's uh, he's very relatable. You know, he's he's played uh, he's played this game himself. Uh, you know, not at this level, but uh, he understands uh, kind of you know the things that we go through. And, and I think just uh, just his his uh, his character, man. It uh, his energy is always good. Uh, it's always you know staying positive and makes a emphasis on connecting, um, getting to know his players. And I think that's why, you know, regardless of, you know, our record and the position that we sit in right now, we have stayed together and that guys still believe in one another and believe in him. You mentioned that the guys uh, were having conversations on the flight back from Vegas. What, what were they like? Yeah, just more so about the game. You know, we uh, were able to watch the game together, like right there in that moment. And unfortunately, we had, you know, four hours to do that. Uh, so, you know, we, we tried to uh, talk about some of the corrections that, that are needed, uh, maybe things that we need to improve on. But just being critical of ourselves right there in that moment with each other. Um, all of it wasn't ball, of course. It's, it's also an, another time just to, to bond and hang out um, and just say, you know, how, how are we going to fix these things and, and how can we uh, – you know, get a win next Sunday. Something out of the ordinary, watching something like that immediately afterward, was that a little out of the ordinary to do something? No. Like uh, a lot of guys like myself, uh, you know, get the game right after, upload it, and have an opportunity to watch it right after. We just have more time with one another uh, to be able to watch it maybe a few more times, right? And uh, you have other guys who may have noticed something that you didn't see. So that, that was all. Both Nick, Nick and JG use that word challenge. Maybe you need to challenge people more on the defensive side of the football. What, is, what does that mean to you as, as the leader of that back set? Uh, that, that just means, uh, you know, within whatever the, the call is, man, we have to attack that uh, call um, with a certain uh, level of intensity, right? Um, I think, you know, challenging can go uh, – 
the way we challenge can go in a lot of different ways. It can be the way that we attack the ball, the way that we attack the ball clearly when he has the ball in his hands, uh, population to the ball, being violent, um, you know, on the quarterback, uh, aggressively attacking blocks in the screen game. You know, there, there's a lot, right? And I, and I think as a defense, uh, we have to do that this week. You know, we have to get population to the ball. We have to aggressively attack blocks uh, and aggressively play the football when it's in the air. We have to own the ball uh, and make it ours. Thanks, Next, linebacker T.J. Edwards. In kind of like the heat of the battle, how difficult is it to kind of adjust and, and get situated in this rotation of linebackers that you guys fit in it or something? Um, I mean, honestly, I think at first it was just new to us. I don't think it was difficult or anything like that. It's just something new that um, we all had to get adjusted to, you know, coaches included. But um, I feel like now we, we actually do have a, a sort of a rhythm and guys kind of know what to expect uh, on certain situations. But also, you know, during the week, we're in all those situations to know that, hey, we're going to uh, be rotating here or these guys are staying. And um, so I think, honestly, the chemistry is built a lot. And that that's one thing that's helped a lot. What's more frustrating to you, the fact that guys are kind of inching Offenses are kind of inching towards the end zone as opposed to taking big shots or uh, when you give up a big shot. Yeah. I mean, either way you look at it, it's it's frustrating. Um, but as a defense, you know, you just want to do you just want to do your best to take away what the offense does best. And, um, you know, I think for for some parts of the games this year and, and part of the parts of the season, we've done a good job of that. Um, and then, you know, other times just lack of execution or, uh, you know, lack of tackling, things like that that we can all fix. So. Um, I think for the most part, you know, it's obviously disappointing, but we're, we're a group that's hungry and we come in here every single day and we're, we're excited to get the new game plan and, and get things rolling again. You know? Nick said that yesterday he gave a message to you guys about kind of keep working. He's even yeah. to have public flower. I was just curious what the, you know, the team's reaction was to the team meeting yesterday. Yeah, no, I think it was good. I mean, every time we go in there, one thing I love about our team meetings is um, you really don't know what to expect. And there's always gonna, you're always going to leave with something that you truly remember about how the talk went. Um, so I think that's something that's kind of awesome that what coach does, just keep it, keeping it fresh with us. And, um, but I think the, the team took it well. You know, I think at the end of the day, we're all here for, for a reason. You know, we're, we're obviously disappointed in how the season goes so far, but um, there's, there's no stopping us at all. So. When you come back to practice after a game like Memorial's on Sunday, what do you look for in practice that tells you guys are still engaged, guys yeah. are committed? What are you, what are you looking for? Yeah, I think energy is a huge thing. I mean, I think it'd be easy to come in and kind of just go through the motions or kind of just, you know, get to your fits but not not doing with technique. But I think for the most part, everyone comes in here hungry, wants to get better, wants to correct what we did wrong uh, is the biggest thing and, and get back on the field. You know, you kind of want to put that, especially, you know, last week, going to put that behind you and, and get ready for this week. So we've had a really good week so far. What's the key for pattern? Oh, vision. Um, you know, there's... Um, a bunch of times where, you know, obviously you don't truly know what you're going to get from a lot of offenses just because of how they're schemed. And um, it's just go back to, to playing our rules, things we've been doing since camp. And um, I honestly think for the most part that's been really good this year. Um, it just sometimes comes down to lack of execution on the finish and um, things like that. But I think we've done a really good job with that. Is there something required of a linebacker? No, I think, um, you know, it's just kind of depends. But... I think all linebackers should know, you know, how to pattern match no matter what scheme you're in. TJ, Jonathan Cannon would suggest that things would be a little more aggressive defensively. Do you need to see that? Is that something that players have been asking for in terms of just wanting to see things be more aggressive? 
I mean, I don't think so. I think, um, you know, every week we come in and JG would tell us why we're doing certain things and, um, you know, what we're doing to these certain looks and on how to take away certain things. And, um, you know, every week guys are bought in and whether it's, you know, aggressive or, um, you know, more more zone, I think no matter what, we can always find a way to get pressure. Um, at the end of the day, it comes down to us executing. No matter what the call is, no matter what uh, situation we're in, um, it's up to those 11 guys on the field to make that happen. TJ, DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Just how impressive is he yeah. watching the film? Yeah, really good player. Um, you know, obviously really quick, really, really fast, great receiver out of the backfield, and even um, when they line him up and all over the field, that wide receiver. So definitely someone we got to keep our eye on for sure. If I could bring you back to when I came to Philly, yeah, yeah. Uh, I honestly, yeah, no, I honestly just felt that I was wanted the most here. Um, I felt that uh, they truly thought that I could make an impact here, and um, yeah, no, I, I don't regret that decision one bit. There's some defenses where the objective is Yeah. What's the benefit of, of the way you guys play? Yeah, I think honestly we do a good way of good job of trying to do both. Um, I think there's there's times you know depending on the the situation and the down and distance of when you can go go get them and, and there's times where you got to sit back in coverage and um, let our, our best players on our defense, which is our D line, uh, let them do what they do and get to the quarterback. So um, I think it's just finding that balance and um, you know some games you see that, some games it's again just lack of execution, but. Um, I think we're we're slowly but surely we're coming and we're we're excited about it. Hey, a couple more for TJ before we get over to versus cover two. Yeah. Yeah. So there's more matching in uh, three, um, and and then in the two highs, so two and four. There's um, a little more vision and things like that, but. Um, both, you know, take away certain things. Obviously, you know, when you're playing three, you're taking away all the um, the middle routes. That's what you like to do, and you're giving up. You know, your your DBs are one on one on the outside. So, I think again, it's just a, a balance of the two. And um, but as linebackers, we have to be ready to play both and, and play them both really well. So, I think uh, that's one of the exciting parts about our scheme is um, kind of have to play us true. Uh, with with the way that Nick and and JG and all that teach, why is the why so important? Yeah, I think honestly for me, uh, just personally, that's always been a, a thing that makes sense in my head. I'm, I'm a big picture guy, so I like to understand kind of everything that's happening, not just, you know, I'm running into this gap for no reason. Um, and again, every week we come in here, we Monday we do corrections, and then when we install on Wednesday, there's always a why on what we're doing, just to show guys that, you know, you're not just taking up this, this gap for no reason. You know, there's, there's plays that are hitting here, and there's things that we have to do to help the other guys on the defense. So um, if there's one thing for sure, the why is always known, and that's one thing that I enjoy. Hey, hey Wolfer, uh, TJ? Does it get a little bit frustrating, though, knowing that the middle of the field has been the space where the defense has been getting gouged a little bit, and that's sort of like your, you know, it's your territory, obviously? Not really. I mean, as a linebacker, you know, you want to be um, in position to make as many plays as possible. Um, so I think our, our coaches put a lot of trust in us, just like uh, we put a lot of trust in them. And I think, um, you know, it gets, just comes down to execution and, and finishing those plays that we haven't finished, you know, lately. But uh, like I said, we're, we're excited about these next couple challenges. All right, Thanks, thanks man. guys. Appreciate, Appreciate you guys. You. Up next, cornerback Avante Maddox. So have you had to cover up the, uh, the tab this week? No, I'm going to let it show this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, going back to when you we were playing baseball and you kind of made the transition over to football, were you always like a big football? I know you played QB football. 
yeah. big football fan to begin with, and what are your earliest memories? Uh, I mean, I wasn't really a, a huge football fan at the time. I really say I became a football fan probably like like big football guy, you know, even loving the sport as much as I does. Probably my second year in college, maybe. But um, I mean, I was always a baseball guy. I mean, I played baseball throughout, in and out of the years, and traveled a lot of a lot of places. And, you know, I always kept tabs on my Lions, but you know, we was a little going through a little you no know, changes still. So you know, it was a little tough. But you know, I always supported um, because it's my home team, which I always will. Uh, pretty good. I mean, I get to get my uncle to a game. My dad would be there. Um, I bought tickets for um, my whole football team in high school, so that'd be pretty dope. So I got like 35 tickets there and my high school coaches. So it'd give them a chance to come to a game. I'm, probably, I'm not sure if they play Friday or Saturday. I'm not sure. If, but if not, you know, they got a chance to come out and watch the, watch, watch the NFL game on Sunday. That's meaningful. Yeah, that's real meaningful. I mean, all the time that my coaches in high school put in for me, you know, just to the point of traveling, you know, to different states to get me exposure to colleges. And, you know, their college, I mean, their high school coach like this, they don't have to do that. You know, they're not our father, but they took the time out of their day to do it. And, you know, that's, that meant a lot to me. So whenever I can give back, you know, I'm willing to do so and help as much as I can. When you're on the beat coaches? Yeah, um, well, it's, it's changed up a little bit. I mean, Coach um, Spence is now the head coach when I was there as Coach Harv, but for the most part, it, it the guy that was coaching me on defense, Coach Spence, he was our defensive coordinator, and he's the head coach now. So. Any extra much uh, pressure to uh, come up with a pick six with uh, all this and <laughs> family there? No, I'm no pressure with the pick six. I mean, I just going to play my best game. I mean, it just it don't have to. My best game don't have to be a pick six. As long as I do everything right, within you know having great eyes and details, and you know just being where I'm supposed to be at the right time, and that'll happen. And where where is this uh, Lions team? Oh, it's right here on my left arm. When did you get it? Um, I got it when, before I was thinking about playing football. Like I was probably in high school, probably a freshman in high school when I got it. So I, I had a lot of tattoos when I was a freshman in high school. Would you mind showing us or? If I can, I got to take my shirt off. Y'all ready for that? <laughs> nah. They're pretty nice. Nice. Do you have an Eagles tattoo anywhere? No, I don't got no Eagles tattoo yeah. anywhere. What are Nick's meetings like? And you know, he, he's always telling us some different stories and anecdotes and stuff that he shares with you guys. Kind of a little different approach. How do you guys respond and what, what's it like there? I mean, it's definitely meaningful. I mean, he, he has meaningful ways to how he tells his, his stories. And, you know, they the way he tells them is just like they, they resonate for a, a longer time. You know, it, you always don't want to listen to him within, you know, the football terms. Then he just gives it to you in a different way. You're like, oh, I never looked at it that way. And, you know, so it's good for us, you know, hear things in different ways because, you know, it sits on your mind a little bit longer. And you and after you think about it, you're like, oh, yeah, that dude kind of makes sense. So, you know, he always have his ways in doing things. But the main thing is, you know, we still here. We're still working together. We still trust in them. They still trust in us. And that's the big picture there. But other than that, like you said, the way he, he tells his stories and different type of stories. And I feel like they're definitely meaningful in a different way, you know, in different ways other than like football. It's not a Coach Harville. Um, how much were you thinking about? A lot. I mean, definitely a lot because I played two. Um, I played two high school championship games there at Ford Field, and you know he was our coach then. And you know, I know he'd be up in the sky looking down, you know, watching me play as I played there because you know I, I played a big part and he played a big part in my life as well. So you know, we both 
definitely an opportunity to you know show him what I can be doing in the NFL. At the moment. About to off topic a little bit. Uh, played golf recently against uh, Dallas. Yeah. Uh, you know he said he won. He's a liar. I'm just gonna get that out right now. He did not win. Right, so, so who won? And then uh, just tell me about what it was like to support the Um Well, the first time I'm gonna say I won. We had a challenge. It was who could hit the ball the farthest. So if you go, who could hit? Okay, if you just say, yeah, let's let's have a bet on golf. Okay, let's have a bet. So we hit the ball. In your mind, you're thinking like, okay, who could hit the farthest in golf? He goes, no, I thought we was going for height. First of all, how can we measure the height? But so anyways, I hit the ball the farthest. And he was like, oh, I thought it was height. Let's go again. I was like, no, it's just one. So I won. But second, it was nice to get out there and, you know, got a chance to spend some time with some of the fans. And one of the fans was from Tampa. And he's a little guy. I can't I can't remember his name right off the top of the dome, but he was he was pretty cool. I mean, he was energetic. He had all the energy. He knew everything. And, you know, I love that about him because he was able to smile and his parents had made that trip down there for him. You know, like I said, that was that's a good time for anyone at that age. Like if I was that age, I would have loved it as well. So and that plus he got to hang out with, with a cool group of guys. And, you know, he was even cooler than us. So that, that's a big thing as well. And also the other group, the group of ladies, they was pretty cool, too. So, you know, it was definitely a fun time. But, you know, if I get another chance to do it again, I definitely would. Deuce? Deuce is my guy. I mean, Deuce, me, Deuce, and um, Sproles used to go at it every day when we came out here. Uh, he think he was faster than me. So he used to say, I'm faster than you in five yards. So every time we line up for practice, we line up on a um, goal line, we race to the five, and he would, he would, he would go, then he would stop. And then I'd do it like two times, then he'd be like, go out of nowhere and he just take off and don't even say nothing and I and I just he'd be like yeah I want him faster so no nah, it'd be a good time to see Deuce I haven't seen him in a while you know so I'm actually line up on the goal line and try to race him again see if he got it I give you a hard time about I know it's not Cowboys or whatever but are guys giving you a hard time about the tattoo this week with the big Lions or no I mean I never really have a hard time with anyone giving me anything about the body that's on me I mean it's, it's my body I really can do whatever I want with it so you know, like I said, I'm a I'm a Detroit fan. I mean, I like the Lions, the the Tigers, the Red Wings. It doesn't really matter. So at the end of the day, whatever they say, it don't really matter. I just laugh. Next to the mic, wide receiver Jalen Rager. Jalen, um, uh, I guess the targets haven't been there the last several several weeks. Although you had the um, the two PIs against the Bucks, um, what have been some of the reasons why you just haven't seen the ball as much? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, that's not a question I can answer, but I mean, I'm doing my job to the best of my ability. And uh, that's what I got to keep doing every week. And when opportunities come, you know, just make them when they come my way. What's sort of been the messaging this week when it comes to in the offensive room? Offensive room like this, what's been the type of discussions you guys have been having inside there? Just stay close, stay together, keep going. You know, it's, it's not over yet. So, I mean, just, you know, stay close knit, keep working. Practice getting better at contested catches and on balls that aren't necessarily on target. You say, how do I practice getting better? Yeah. Practice. Like how specifically? I mean, do you have to do different drills? Do you have to? Nah, I mean, I got 43 inch vertical. So, I mean, if you throw it up, I'm most likely going to get it. And if you throw it, I'm strong. So, I mean, like you said, practice it. And in practice, that's why we, you know, we practice making tough catches because we got good DBs we go against every day. and. Really just, you know, coach challenges the scout team to challenge every every catch, even when we running with the ball. So just, like I said, practice. How about on balls that are off target, you know, like a slant that's off target? Do you guys practice? No. You wouldn't, you wouldn't practice 
off-target catch like passes with a quarterback, but those are just like like reactive type things. So it's it's more of just how flu- how much you get of those in the practice or in the game or however long you've been playing, you'll get used to them. Jalen, uh, both Nick and Jalen Hurts have said that you're very close offensively. Just a couple things here and there. What, how, how close do you think the offense is to being more consistent? And what are those types of things you have to straighten out? I mean, as you guys see, it's only like small things. It's really just like sticking out like a sore thumb. It's not nothing just real crazy. So that's what they mean by close. Like I feel like I agree with them, and I feel like, you know, we just got to keep going, you know, keep everything in-house and make sure that we take care of us, you know, and stay close. Do you, th- do you feel like they're calling the Jalen plays? I know, you know, there's plays that are designed for you to get the ball, or has some of that been week to week based upon the defense of what they think they can hit on? Um, It's kind of a little bit of both. Just pretty much whatever the coaches feel like, you know, can put us in the best position to win and um, – as far as different personnel, that just goes off what the coaches feel like, you know, who can do it this way or who can do it, you know, this this play or this route. It just depends on how they feel. I mean, I'm still out there. So, I mean, when the ball came at the end of the game, I mean, I was usually, you you know, it's just you kind you have to because you never know. You don't want to be, you know, in, you know, soaking because the time he do throw it, you got to make a play. So it's not hard to do, but. You mentioned the 40, 43-inch vertical leap and all. So, like, on, on your touchdown catch, can you kind of describe, like, what was going on, like, what you saw and everything? Uh, I saw Jay scrambling to the right of the field. I just kept running to the right of the field, and he threw it, and I went and caught it. Is that something you guys feel that you can, you know, take advantage of in the future? I mean, if he's scrambling, you're kind of trying to get open. That's just, that just where I ended up as far as in the scramble drill. I can end up at the back, the, the middle, Low, so it just so happened to me be right there. But I mean, I'm pre- pretty much any receiver in that room can do that. So it's it's all about like opportunity, and then when opportunity comes, make it. It's just like JJ. Y'all seen what he did, you know, in, in preseason. It's the Jets. Like he threw it up. He caught any receiver can do it. So when you watch the film now versus last year, what routes do you feel like you're better at running? All of them. Everything. Yeah. No. Nah, like everything. Yeah, I, I need to get better at everything. That's forever gonna be, you know, the motto. But I mean, it's all about, you know, it's it's all what, what I do within the offense. So it's not necessarily to someone else it may look like I'm doing it this way, but that may be the way that I need to do it. So it's not it don't really bother me like that. Up next, cornerback Steven Nelson. How are we doing? Hey, how are you doing? How are you? Yesterday, Slay was kind of mentioning, and he said it before, that he kind of feels like he's been an underrated corner in his career. Do you feel like that's the case? And if so, why do you think that's been the case? Slay being an underrated corner? Yeah. Man, Slay, everybody knows big, big play Slay, man. You know what I mean? But that's just that uh, that chip, you know, you always got to have on your shoulder. Do you think he creates some of that just so we can use it? I mean, yeah, we all got to do that, you know. We all got to motivate ourselves in some shape or form. How do you feel underrated at all at any point in your career? Always, man. But, you know, that's just the name of the game. And, you know, that's just what I've always been, you know, just a guy that does all the dirty work. Leslie talked a lot about this return to Detroit this week with you at all. No, nah, I mean, we, we always make jokes and stuff like that, you know, mess with them a little bit. Like, some guys, you know, make fun and, like, Slay, you, you never won. Two games in Detroit, but you know, it's you know I'm sure it's emotional for him. <clears throat> you 
you're seven games into your time here in Philadelphia. How have you adjusted to the city, and how does mm -hmm. it compare with some of the other cities you played in? It's, I've adjusted pretty well. Um, I came in, obviously, later than other guys. You know, I had to find out my living situation. That went pretty smooth. Uh, adjusted to the team pretty well. So, I mean, I don't have any complaints there. But, uh, you know, uh, Philly, definitely a special city. Steve, I heard you talking on another show about this defense and mm -hmm. about how it's genius and how you just got to correct a few things. What What are those things that you need to correct? You know, just coming getting getting on the details you know um you know a lot of a lot of our mistakes and mishaps you know come from just you know the small details um that we might have missed you know what i mean but you know the philosophy is is there you know so that's where i was getting there with the whole philosophy how about the genius part? Uh, what do you see that? Yeah, the part genius, so the genius part comes from uh, obviously like, you know, wanting to take away explosive plays because, you know, uh, um, explosive plays, you know, they lead to touchdowns. So, you know, you try to limit those as much as you can. So how do you kind of balance the – you guys have limited explosive plays pretty well mm -hmm. uh, near the top of the league mm -hmm. versus, say, the completion percentage mm -hmm. of the opposing quarterback, which is near the bottom. Yeah, and that's the, the fine detail part, you know, just knowing where to be, where to go. You know, every guy has their own responsibility within the, uh, within the scheme of the defense. So, you know, once we, you know, continue to get better at that, you know, things will be better. Rodney said you guys were watching the tape on the way back from, from Vegas. What did you say? Uh, from the Vegas tape? You know, just, you know, like, obviously disappointment. You know, like, we, we all uh, know we can play with uh, good players. Um, so just, you know, just coming off a loss, you know, we just kind of, you know, hard on ourselves for a little bit, man, but we still got work to do. Steve, you, I think like your first year with the Steelers, you got, you guys got off to a pretty slow start and everything, you know, I think a bunch of quarterbacks got injured. Um, how were you guys able to hold it together and do you kind of see any, any similarities with, you know, what's going on here? Yeah, it, it, that just all comes with the locker room, you know, uh, amongst the guys, you know, just staying together. Um, no one, you know, uh, you know, trying to single anybody out, you know, when, when times get to, get hard, you know, it's, it's just all about that camaraderie. Is that kind of what enabled you guys to kind of turn around a little bit? Yes, and we, we definitely have a camaraderie here. You know, guys spend time on and off the field. You know, I see a lot of similar similarities there, so... You know, like I said, man, you just got to keep getting better, keep working, and uh, things will turn around. Now we'll hear from wide receiver Quez Watkins. What do you think some of the issues have been in getting kind of some of the outside guys more involved early? Uh, I guess you didn't see a target pretty until pretty late. What have been some of the, what have the defense has been doing to kind of take that away from you guys? Um, it's not nothing necessarily, you know, what the defense is doing. It's, uh, it's more of, you know, what we're doing. We're trying to, you know, move the ball down the field, uh, you know, we got a block and uh, run the ball as well. So, you know, we're doing our job. So, me getting the ball late in, in the game, you know, it was just me playing my role, doing my job throughout, you know, four quarters. Uh, Nick and Jalen have both said this offense is very close to clicking. Do you think it's close and why do you think it's close? And what do you think is missing? Um, I, don't, I can't, you know, put my finger on, you know, exactly what we're missing, but we're really, you know, we're trusting the process and we're on the verge of really, you know, cracking this thing open. And um, I, everybody in, a, you know, in the building can feel it. What makes you think that? I mean, what have you kind of seen? I mean, because sometimes it doesn't appear like, you know, to everybody else that that's happening. Like, what do, what do you see that kind of makes you think you're, you're close? 
it's just how this team is, you know, how we bond and how we, you know, fight to the end and, um, you know, continue to, um, you know, come and play week in and week out. It's just, you know, we close to, you know, kicking the door down. You know, we just on that verge and we just trying to, you know, get over the hump. What kind of conversations have uh, you guys been having with Jalen uh, kind of behind the scenes? as you're going through, you know, this, this time? With him, he's just, you know, we all about we trust and, you know, keep our confidence. You know, we trust the process. You know, we trust him. He trusts us. And we're just going to keep on rolling. Chris, how do you practice contested catches? Uh, you know, with, you know, we're in the league. So all all these DBs, you know, in practice, in the games, you know, they, they kind of own us and stuff like that. And then on off on the side after um, the offense runs and practice and stuff, we kind of um, – do some catching drills and stuff, you know, do some tugging on each other and, you know, work on it. Has Nick stressed that a little bit more? Because he mentioned that yesterday as a way the young receivers can improve, which all you guys are very young. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, you know, um, this game, you know, a lot of catches not going to be, you know, wide open catches. It's going to be tough contested catches, and that's the ones, you know, we get paid to make. Snap, your snap count go up uh, as the season progressed, and with Zach no longer here, we'll probably see a little more 11 personnel. Um, has that been communicated to you, or is it something that just happens organically? Um, not necessarily. You know, it's just something kind of that happens, you know, going the flow of the game. Have you yeah. noticed any change in messaging uh, from the coaching staff through the adversity? How, how have they handled this week and uh, trying to keep the guys on the same page? It's just really trust the process. You know, um, we're right there. So that's the whole, that's the main message. We trust in the process and we're going to keep fighting. And lastly, tight end, Jack Stoll. How y'all doing? Well, how are you? Good. Hey, it's nice to finally be in person, man. I'll tell you that. You get tired of that awkward <laughs> silence on Zoom, man. So happy to be here. When you look back, kind of a weird question. When you look back, who has the better mullet, you or, or Mitch? <laughs> hey, when you get a curl in there, I think it's no doubt. I, I take that crown. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we've seen you a lot um, as an extra blocker, uh, but now that Zach's gone, um, how do you think you've improved as a route runner? Um, and do we, you think we'll see a little bit more of that moving forward? Absolutely. You know, I, I think they've done a great job, this entire staff, of, you know, emphasizing route discipline and stuff like that. And, you know, I think specifically J. Mike, uh, you know, Jason Michael, he's done a great job of, you know, preparing me for that since OTAs and, uh, that's something, obviously, I had a pretty heavy emphasis on, you know, coming in. I knew I was viewed as more of a blocking guy. And so, you know, week by week, I've just tried to get a little better route running. And, you know, I've done, I feel like I've done a great job of it. And, you know, hopefully that will come to fruition. But if not, listen, I'm ready for whatever role they throw they throw at me, really. What are some of the things you learned at the time you had with Zach? You know, I think the number one thing is, you know, route running. I think that that's something that, uh, you know, he's he's – basically made a career off of and you know he, he always figured out how to get the ball in his hands so you know I think that's a big thing and anytime you have someone who's been here for nine years I think it was it's awesome having him there to kind of show you the ropes and you know just you know be able to absorb anything he tells you is obviously you know awesome and you know will help you a lot as a player so you know I think a mix of you know you know him being a veteran and you know soaking up that and his route running abilities. Hey um they was just here talking about uh, Nick's meetings. Nick, Nick's meetings are different. You know, he, he loves telling stories and, and making points with you know anecdotal stories. Uh, what's it like? To, what are his meetings like for you guys? And, and how much do his stories resonate? 
Oh, they, I mean, they, they get everybody going in there. You know, I think, you know, regardless what he's talking about, he finds a way to get everyone going and, you know, everyone buys in at all those stories. And, you know, regardless of, you know, how he says it, he, he just has a way of getting everyone going and, you know, everyone buys in. And so, you know, I don't have anything else to compare it to at this level, but that's the kind of head, head ball coach I want is someone who can rally the troops and really get us going and, you know, steer everyone in the right direction. And, you know, I think he's continued to do that. You know, obviously the record we have is, you know, unacceptable and not what we want, but he's done an unbelievable job of, you know, keeping everybody close. You don't see anyone veering off, you know, with their heads down or anything like that. So I think he's done a tremendous job of just, you know, keeping us together. And, you know, that's a huge testament to him and his staff. Jack, just going back to, to Dallas for a second. When you think about the tight end room, you guys are in those meetings specifically. What's his uh, voice like now? Like, does he step into a little bit of leadership role? Obviously, Zach is a big presence uh, in that room. Absolutely. I mean, you, you can see him starting to do that. And, you know, as, as soon as that happened, he realized that he's got some bigger shoes he's got to fill as far as being a leader. And, you know, he's done he's done a great job. You know, he'll, he'll be taking dudes to the side saying, hey, on this route, you got to run it like this against this coverage and, you know, really doing the things that Zach did. And he, he'd been doing it all along. Uh, it's just now he's the only one in that room to be able to do it. And I think he's done that. He's doubled down on that and just kept getting better and better. So, listen, I think he's only going to continue to become, you know, better, better player, better teammate. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see a C on his chest here soon in the next couple of years. Early on Sunday, we saw a little bit of, or, or more of, uh, Jalen under center, and it just seemed more downhill physical football, especially in that first round. Would you like to see more of that? Listen, I, I just like seeing wins, and you know if that means if that means hey we're playing we're playing that style of football, I'm all for it. You know, being a little bit more of a blocking guy, I'm obviously all for it, just running running the ball downhill and you know getting those getting those yards however you can. But uh, you know, how, however we can end up you know getting those first downs, getting those scores, getting those wins, I'm all in for. Hey, a couple more from Jack. You know, obviously the first thing that went through my head is, you know, I was, I was appreciative of Zach and everything he did. And so, uh, you know, a after we found out about what happened, you know, you, you just you just appreciate him and, you know, make sure he knows that. And uh, after that, I mean, you just you realize you got some bigger shoes to fill, like you said. And so you just step up and, you know, you get ready to go to practice the next week and, you know, just keep grinding. Nothing really changes. It's just, hey, now you're, you're taking a couple more reps, which I don't know any dude on the team who'd be upset with that. So listen, I, I just realized I got to step up a little bit in my role, and that's what I've been doing. Jack, rookie, Jack, rookie classes tend to you know have a tight relationship. Uh, what's something about Kenny Gainwell that uh, you know you've learned over the past uh, few months? <laughs> hey, Ken, Kenny's that guy. He's uh he, he's a real a real dope dude to be around. And listen, he uh he he can sing a little bit now. We uh we ended up doing kind of a. Uh, kind of just a rookie show and you know we, we all ended up singing and trust me he uh he brought the floor down a little bit he, he brought that energy so he uh he's a little bit of showsman even though uh you know sometimes he got a little bit more of that cool demeanor joe flacco is obviously a quarterback you worked a lot with in training camp the, the twos what, what was something that he kind of helped you with during the summer and, and how did he help you kind of make this roster work together absolutely i mean joe joe's super bowl champion and you know, one of these guys who's been in the year, league for 14 years. So I, w I was just soaking up anything I could. I mean, whether I was just on a bus ride, chopping it up with him, or, you know, whether that was on the field, he's saying, hey, tighten this up a little bit. And, you know, he, he's one of those guys, 
you know, when he when he tells you something, everyone everyone's ears kind of perk up. And, you know, to be honest with you, I think one thing everyone's going to miss is him just in the locker room. I mean, he was an unbelievable guy that I don't think anyone would have a bad thing to say about him in there. And so, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing I think we'll all miss about him. And uh, like I said, he could still sling that rock too. So, uh, you know, I'll be excited to see what he can do. And, you know, hey, it looks like we might be playing him down the road here. So it'll, it'll be exciting to see him there. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.